Welcome to Campbell and Cohen's Kooky Quarantine. I'm Seamus Campbell. I'm Ben Cohen. And we are joined today with Ruth Baranowski. She is the Southwest Region Director of YDA and also our Dungeons and Dragons DM. How are you doing, Ruth? Pretty good. How are you guys? Doing all right. A little tired, but okay. I had some weird dreams last night. I had a weird dream where every time I, you know, got together with you guys and tried to perceive things, it went terribly. Mm, that sounds like a terrible reality that you might have lived. I dreamt might I was some... on a some sort of weird cult ship uh, being run by a bunch of Trump supporters, and I was trying to somehow escape from Atlanta back to New York. Let me Ooh, just take Atlanta. some notes. Let me just take some notes here for the campaign. Just Sweet. <laughs> She's going to give you like a couple of weeks to forget about this before it comes up in one of our sessions. But make no mistake, it's happening. I got some good notes. So, yeah, our D&D is pretty epic. Uh, last night, we I started a riot. Oh, God. You didn't just start a riot. It's continued to escalate since you left this town. Uh, it's... Uh, Martial law is now happening. Um, there have been some casualties, a lot of property damage. And what was it all over? What was it over? What did you start a riot about? I'll yeah. tell you that one bad apple can really ruin the bunch. I literally, I wanted, I went to the market and I wanted to buy a rotten apple. Not a good one, not like a ripe one, a rotten one, preferably with worms in it. And you insulted all the farmers caused them to start a fight which escalated into a market riot which just then spilled over to the rest of the city yeah so which to be really, fair the rest of us didn't necessarily expect you know that could have just been a little brawl in the market um true, it could have but some people roll terribly also and it escalates <laughs> So yeah, much. Ben's uh, character does not know how to roll die. Uh, neither does. Uh, hey, I can roll just fine. It's just that I'm very good at rolls where the number one comes up mm -hmm. on, say, perception checks twice in a row somehow. Yeah. And then a three That's on a wisdom, awesome. which I'm supposed to be better at. Meanwhile, I won a uh, savory pie eating contest and also a pepper eating contest. So, what, what? Yeah. I should. I like it when I was almost killing the entire party. I think we should go back to that instead of, you know, uh, allowing you guys to, in any way, shape, or form, um, walk about the earth. It's probably safest. You know, I know you don't like to just put your players on a rail. But I think you've seen what happens, especially when me and Seamus are involved. I think it's really important, I say, after this last session, to encourage players to really have agency over their actions and the world. On the other hand, I suddenly believe strongly in the choo-choo train, and I think it's all aboard uh, the plot train. So that's... a uh, that might happen a little bit more, which is kind of actually what happened, why you guys are now in the forest. 
Yeah, no, I sort of figured super, that. Super suspicious dinner. You put me in front of a big brunch table. Brunch is brunch, right? You knew what would happen. Yes, it's it's much better this way. Uh, but I do, I do actually believe it's kind of like why I like jamming is because I really, really like to push players to actually own their actions and do stuff. Which you guys actually do stuff. It's actually highly amusing. But I have this one group that just wants to hit stuff. They just want to hit stuff and hit stuff. But they don't want to do anything to get to the point where they can hit stuff. They don't start a nice riot in the marketplace. They're not convenient like that. Meanwhile, I like my... So when Ben is basically dying, I'm like... And he's asking for band-aids, I'm like... Can we ask her, get uh, some fur from her wolf companion and make a Band-Aid? I, that was not my idea. No, that was my idea. Yeah, I know. That was... hey, and that's playing. why you didn't do that. Yes. My character is basically the worst kind of halfling what? known to man. The one who has two brain cells, and sometimes they fire together. And when they do that, terrible things happen. Mm-hmm. Or is it one of they misfire that terrible things happen? It's either one of those. Basically, yeah. just think of like the most logical thing and then do the opposite. Yep. Pure rampaging id. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, and somehow yeah, I, I haven't died yet. Somehow you haven't died yet, which is. I still think it's it's hilarious you know we, we've got the wizard dying here we've got ben dying in a campaign i mean like he is like bleeding out and you're trying to convince everyone to use wolf hair to pack the wound which you know with basic first aid i think that's a bad idea especially since it's a wild wolf you just met you never even watched it um but you also were at what how many hit points and you told no one <laughs> I, I was like at four at one point. <laughs> you were at four. So then, you know, we start the next session after everybody getting healed, who we thought were injured, and you guys face the mini boss, and and you almost die because you didn't tell anyone you were injured. <laughs> and we're like at like four hit points. So. Thankfully, like you, you let us level up at the beginning of, of yesterday's session, so I'm not quite as much of a glass jaw anymore. Except you, you still are a wizard, right? I'm a sorcerer. Oh, sorcerer, right. Sorcerer, my bad. They do have a few more hit points than wizards. Yeah. And like I, I gained base six more on my level up last night, so... Yeah. Leveling up is good because uh, you don't, you're not as squishy. Definitely not as squishy anymore. Yeah. Man. And like, if you notice, when we did go into fights, if I tried to do stuff from a distance or just total overkill, you know, I, we were fighting wolves and I cast Eldritch Blast on one of them and one shot it. And I remember you were a little bit aghast, but I did that. It's like, hey. I. I did not think you had taken Eldritch Blast. I forgot that was a spell sorcerers had. Uh-huh. Is that actually 
why I was aghast about that. I just do not remember everybody's spell slots. I should also be much better about like keeping track of what my spell slots are. And I'm trying to do that. Because this is my first time playing a full on magic using character. It's a it's a learning process. Yeah. Question: Do you uh, you made sure to make uh, make notes about the person that we may have turned into the Joker, right? Yeah, that was uh, yes. That yeah, was... we basically left someone almost for dead, and then I left some makeup for them. So we may I may have actually created the Joker. Well, it was you. You took them to the city. That's how you guys got the reward money. She's still injured, but yeah, I, I, it's not like she's dead, and it's not like I forgot. Okay, so I want to make so, sure because yes, I want to be able to say, in a future interview, uh, like, what do you do for fun? I play Dungeons and Dragons. Do anything interesting? Yeah, I may have created the Joker. You may have Haven't created something from time to time. According, yeah. according to some people, uh. I make my players into the Joker, so you know it's it's um it's a toss up. I think I like the characters, cause uh I also like you guys paranoid. I like you guys very paranoid, and concerned about anyone you may have left behind, and coming back to get you and haunt you, and or ice worms. Ice worms are very fun for me. We haven't had you an ice, ice worm in hours, I don't think. No. Do you know what an ice worm does? What does it do? So if you attack an ice worm and you get it to a certain hit points, it explodes. And we're talking a C4, C, CR5 uh, to 10 monster. So we're talking like level, level 5 and above kind of monster is going to be hard for a whole party to attack. And if you get it to a point where it's about to die, it just freaking explodes. And you don't know when it's going to happen. Because uh, you don't know how many hit points it has. I love ice worms. Hmm. I feel like there's a character in Legend of Zelda that does the same thing. Uh, yeah, one of the... Like, it's in like one of the fire levels. Them. Yes. Which... The rolling guys. You know, mm -hmm. the guys who roll around. It's in that area. You know the ones you're talking about. That's a game I wouldn't mind playing again, like this Ocarina of Time. Which I do have an emulator on my computer, so I can definitely do that. That game was my jam. Is that a, is that a thing you can say? Can yes. you say that? Yes. Is okay. that going to be like an, uh, the next themed episode of the show? You know, the kooky Ocarina? <laughs> the kooky Ocarina. Can that be a dance? Can that be a dance reinvent? Since uh, probably, but it probably it definitely would have to go on TikTok, and I am not on that. Neither am I. I'm on TikTok. Yeah. Okay, so Ruth, do go, go for it. <laughs> take uh, you. You can take full credit. I I I did buy a um what or, the, ocarina. I bought one of those instruments. I cannot play it worth a damn. But it looks cool, so that's awesome. Can't play it, but it looks cool. And Learning occasionally, when you hit the wrong notes, it'll reverse time, and it's intense. 
but it's yes. great if you need to get through a water temple. It's great. It's awesome. But that is man, no, that is definitely the hardest level, the water temple. Oh, of course. Like I don't hear Miyamoto ever... for creating that that thing. Like that's my only issue with you, Shigeru Miyamoto. It's creating the water temple. It is a bad level. I don't think I actually ever finished the water temple. I think I had my older brother like finish it for me. It's been so long. So very long. Also, I just like to make sure our listeners understand that Seamus has now thrown the gauntlet at the creator of Zelda. Mm-hmm. You know, only for That's... that one though. Like if he can just apologize for that, we're all good. Like everything else, like he is a god. It's like, been I'm... what, like twenty four years or so since that game came out. I he think in ninety eight. What's that? Ninety eight. So yeah, twenty two. Okay. I don't know how I remembered what year it came out, but I did. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to apologize. I think you're just going to have to just be bitter about it. I think he listens to this podcast. He knows mm-hmm. about your rage at the water temple, and he is going to be shamed into his penance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that seems reasonable. Yeah, that is the power of the kooky quarantine. Which, if he wants to give penance, he can just always give a nice little donation to Dog Pack. Ooh, yes. Okay, yeah, so, listeners, we didn't do an episode last week because I was exhausted from my residency week at school, which was all, like, every night for five nights. I had to, like, sit and watch, uh, like, presenters on things, which sounds easy enough, but, like, when you're paying attention to stuff, like, and it gets late at night, you know, it's tiring. But so we decided to change our name as a pack from Friends of Manhole to Dog uh, Dog Pack, which I'm so shocked that was not taken yet, like by the FEC. It's just like it should be such an obvious pun. Yeah. Like the only thing else would be <laughs> Wolf Pack, which I think that one was taken. Oh, undoubtedly. Uh, Somebody who thinks they're cool, you know. Or they're just one man. Oh. Uh, for now, uh, uh, for now they're a one-man wolf pack. But now they are a four-man wolf pack. But now we have dog pack. Yes. Uh, so yeah, since then we are also now on Patreon, which I think I mentioned that in the last episode, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're now dog pack, and also last week we added Ruth to our board of directors. Yeah, that's a thing that happened too. Yeah, such an eventful week. Yeah. That thing's registered. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a legit board member. Like I think next year we have to like update our board registry with the De- Kansas Secretary of State, but yeah. yeah. So registered agent, I think, can uh, handle that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's not me, everyone. Ben is the registered agent. I, you know, we registered it in my home state, so. Yeah. I just did the paperwork because it's so weak. Yeah. Also, it should be a crime to make packs that easily. I think you're starting yeah. to understand what one of the big problems in American politics is right here, Seamus. Yeah, the fact that it's so incredibly easy to make packs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, I I already knew that, but like it's just one of those things. Like when you do it yourself, like when you read about this, you're like, it can't be this easy. And then you do it, you're like, oh my god, it actually is this easy. Mm-hmm. Like, well, who did the show? Was it Stephen Colbert? Yeah. Who did the? You know, was, here's how you make a pack. I didn't believe it, and then you guys made a pack, and I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, for him it was actually harder. So first he wanted to create a pack. And then uh, Comedy Central said, don't do, or Viacom, the parent company said, don't do this. And then he's like, I can create a super PAC and y'all can't do anything. And then then Viacom's like, but hold on, we're going to be, you're going to be using our platform to promote said PAC. That'd be considered an in-kind donation. So then basically they, uh, Colbert says, everyone write to the uh, FEC and ask for an exemption on us, for us. <laughs> and I myself wrote a letter. Which I realized I had like one typo after I sent it, but whatever. But there were thousands of letters sent to the FEC saying, let him have the exemption. And they ruled that. And then it got even better. Like they created like a 501c... I guess it was a C3 or C... Or it had to be a C4. That yeah. So this way, then they... It was all anonymous money. And then they were able to transfer to the Super PAC. It was phenomenal. And the only thing that ever topped that in terms of, like, Oops. prank against society was Our Way of Perpetual Exemption. Created by John Oliver. Yeah. You say it was harder... But that story was like the easiest story on the face of the earth. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna use my platform and get a bunch of people. To... It also was over the course of like four months. Like for us, it was like a, a few weeks. But they because they also had to have like the public hearing and stuff with the FBC. I still don't think it should take four months in order to create that kind of stuff. Because uh, this way, you know, Stephen Colbert walked so that we could run. That's true, though. It's true. And why not? Mm-hmm. It's dogs now. Yeah. Just, I need to collect more dog photos, though. I just. We've mostly been using uh, Sunshine, the beloved pet of our friend Helicopa Stark. But I think everyone on board had. Well, most of us have dogs. Seamus, you don't. Yeah, my mom's afraid of dogs. And I, does Leah? I forget. I think she did. Uh, she, uh, she did. She had okay. two actually. I think both of them were have been put down. I mean, I do. Lauren does. We we saw Ruth's. Uh, Hannah does. Earlier. Hannah's made a, a cameo on our play session last night mm-hmm. while she was getting up to go to the bathroom. So, yet, there's some degree of irony that the chair of Dog Pack does not have a dog. It's aspirational. That is interesting. Do you have a stuffed dog? Do we need to get you, like, a little dog figurine? Then you can have a dog. I think I probably have one in, like, like some old toy or something, so that I guess that would work. I just have to look in my go. closet. Find a dog. Any dog. Mm-hmm. Get thee a dog. Or actually, you know what I should get? I should get one of those, like, robot dogs. <laughs> You're gonna That's be terrible. About this. 
Or can I buy it's a interesting K- that my sorry. Do they have a like a K9 figurine I can buy on Amazon? I have no doubt that they do. Like one oh. that I'll actually like say yes master and all that. Like they have Again, to. I have no doubt that they do. Mm-hmm. I just get weird, but yeah, I'm sure like Amazon has like well, everything, I guess. Mm-hmm. All hail the warehouse. The fact like I know it's wrong like as like a as a liberal sort of progressive to like be against trillionaires but like i gotta give jeff bezos props in the fact that in a few years he's going to be a trillionaire you've got to give him props because if you don't he will find out and he will have you assassinated because i guarantee you he can and has started his own ninja academy he has first of all have you had a package delivered to your to your house by an amazon driver they are ninjas like hide the boxes you have to go on adventures to find the boxes you get random boxes delivered to your house and you're like i don't remember ordering this sometimes yeah sometimes never happened to me well, but that... also living in an apartment building so that actually did happen to me last night because uh i got a huge package delivered it wasn't by amazon but it was a uh, just this huge massive package because i forgot last year when i was on the board of my local historical society, I ordered a museum um, display. And since we didn't have, uh, it wouldn't deliver to a PO box, I used my address and it finally delivered one year after ordering it. Somebody's not a prime member. I am am not a um, member of the historical society's board anymore. And (laughs) they're closed. So now I have a museum display in my house. It's very big. I mean, you can have a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about the Nineteenth Amendment. So, just also very topical. You know, hundredth anniversary. Very, very, mm-hmm. very topical. I feel like I feel like I should like bring it around to things, but I'm not going anywhere. And I don't have any things to do. Bring it to. Oh. You can always drive it, it or, like put it on the roof of your car and then drive around. Just drive around. Hey, look, mobile. Learn about stuff. Mobile museum. When we uh, have the on the virtual meeting, I'll have it in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the Southwest meeting will be. Is just be like me panning around it, like, hey guys, this is the meeting. Just look at this beautiful museum display. Gorgeous. For those of you uh, she's uh, that don't understand, she's referring to our virtual Young Democrats of America meeting, so, which is happening next month. So that should I don't be. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> is it, Actually, is speaking it next of, month? Yeah, it's yeah. like I think August it's like in seventh and eighth. I think. Yeah. Oh shoot! Yeah, I don't remember that shit. Yeah, no, I got to finalize some speakers for a panel. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'll figure it out. Like I usually work best under pressure. Actually, I actually I, no. I think what we're doing. Stand corrected. I think I have uh, someone that would be a good speaker who would do it. Someone who is thinks that our pod who also thinks our podcast is stupid. But I mean, to be fair, that doesn't narrow it down. Yeah. No. No. But actually, someone who has also been referenced on this show that is not Stephanie Kalania Wheaton. 
Huh. That does narrow it down. <laughs> Not for <laughs> me. I've got no context. I'm a great guest. Is it somebody who is currently on leadership of YDA? No. Because beyond that, I'm trying to think, like, who do you talk about the most? It's uh, been referenced, but, like, I didn't say the name. So I'd have to bleep it, and I messaged you who it was. Ah, right, okay. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's also the same I person who, I, who uh, once wrote in Wikipedia that uh, Louis Goldberg was voted the dumbest member of Congress. I mean, he's certainly been making that more concrete recently, yes. Yeah, he now wants to ban the Democratic Party. It's true. I... I lose the ability to speak when I hear that story, when I read that story, when people reference that story. It's just... Yes, premise. The premise, the premise. Everything about that. Let's get rid. Okay, let's get rid of racist things. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? Ban the Democratic Party. What kind of convoluted... Don't read too much into it. Mm -hmm. But like, what kind of convoluted logic trampoline do you have to be on constantly... In order to get to these things. The one that Louis Gomert lives on. Like, mm. if it were somebody who I would have expected, like, rational thought from, I would be shocked. But it's Louis Gomert. Like, the fact that it took him this long to try this, and that I have no doubt that he genuinely thinks that he's being clever, that is the shock to me. Like, I will give him props on one thing and one thing only. Uh, years ago, you remember when President Obama tried to pass the, or get Congress to enact the American Jobs Act? Yep. He did one little misstep. He never found a member of Congress to sponsor it. And so, he, Louis Gohmert actually proposed his own bill that was just a bunch of tax cuts called the American Jobs Act. So he took credit for it. Which I I can't I can't I hate him but I can't say no to this like you did well I did actually later get a call from like the DNC asking me for money and I'm like American Jobs Act you mean the one that's being proposed by Louis Gohmert and basically the person on the other and I was like no the one by President Obama I'm like yeah it doesn't the one by President Obama doesn't have a sponsor the American Jobs Act is Louis Gohmert I think I broke the person on the other end but rude. Not really fair. Poor person. To whoever was the phone banker at the DNC that day when I was about 21, 22 years old, I'm sorry. And they definitely remember your age, so yeah. That's a thing. They know. They're listening they to know. This. They know. And you just set their mind at ease for the first time in over a decade. Mm-hmm. Finally, they can rest easy knowing that. Their ghost will pass on <laughs> why are they dead in this scenario <laughs> I just I assume that they're at peace in some way now you know I think I thought that was sort of a Casper situation where they had unfinished business I just maybe thought this person just had a lot of anxiety in their life and they've just been like 
replaying it over and over and over again every night. And now they now they know and they can put that one to bed. That's also possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Looking at the Casper one. Which scenario? Going to go with dead randomly. But does that mean that they also have like some crazy uncles? Possibly, yes. And their best friend's a witch. Yeah, and their best friend's a witch. If any uh, producers from Netflix are hearing this, we this is coming from our product. So yes, we do technically have the copyright on this idea. But do go ahead and contact us if you want to adapt it. We will work with you. Yeah. So how's quarantine going for you guys? Well, we just had that exchange, so that should tell you enough. (laughs) Because, as our listeners know, we are a couple of massive nerds who are not getting out enough, and this is what we do about it. Yeah, I realized I learned gained about 20 pounds during quarantine so far, so... I started jogging uh, recently, and I know I've lost a little bit of weight. I've also lost the ability to get up in the morning and say, hey, I bet my knee isn't going to hurt when I try to bend it at least once today. So, yeah. I've gotten gotten musical instruments. I bought musical instruments, and I am... I can play play scales on them. So I I saw your pictures of of your thumb piano the other day. Yeah. Do you know how really irritating it is to tune a thumb piano? But it's very satisfying. It's very satisfying at the same time. You have have to hit it with a little hammer. But then if you hit it too much, you have to go back and hit it the other way. So you're just constantly hitting this little thing with a hammer. Very cathartic. Except I spent like, um, uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I think I spent about six hours yesterday tuning it and I got two. Two notes correct. Hit that pure tone and everything else was garbage. Just absolute garbage notes. <laughs> it's okay. I can hear that they're wrong, but I have a little tuner on my phone that picks up all the noise in the house. So unless I'm in a completely quiet room, it can't tell if the note from the thumb piano is pure or if the air conditioning unit interfered. So now I have to go clearly buy a bunch of uh, soundproofing panels and create myself a little soundproof room because, you know, that's what you do in quarantine. I think I, I agree. I think that's what you do. I think that is a good hobby. Now, like, how many songs have you learned how to play on your on your thumb piano? I got it yesterday, so zero. No, oh, okay. Otherwise, I was going to say, <laughs> hey, pull it out and give us a little demonstration, but that's probably not quite there yet. No, definitely not. No, there's one song I want to learn how to play. It's uh, Avatar's Love uh, from Avatar The Last Airbender, and I'm going to learn how to play it, and that's going to be beautiful when I can learn how to play it. But like right now, I'm still trying to tune the dang thing. Gonna hit it with a hammer later. After this, that's my that's my goal for today. Prepping for for the D D game wait. tonight? No. Hitting a piano with a hammer. That's so wait, hitting your uh, thumb piano with a, hitting your thumb piano with a hammer? That could be the what's that dance that we just wanted to do on TikTok? 
I don't think we, there was a specific dance. I think we were sort of making that up as we went. There's something that we were just talking about that should go up on TikTok as a dance, like a minute, a few minutes ago. Like Arcana's. Bad that we know. just named this and we can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Or yeah, something yeah. that was like a rock ocarina or something. Oh uh, yes, the kooky ocarina. Yeah. So there you go, yeah. Ruth. You just dis- with a hammer. Yeah. You think I won't? No, I fully. But believe- I have a no. But and I, I think have a in- seven-year-old, and I have no shame anymore. So, but see, you're as much of a weirdo as the rest of us. So, I think the other good thing we should do for premium content sometime is once you start figuring out songs from the last Airbender, uh, if somebody can provide me like an Uncle Iroh costume, I <laughs> we can get on. I'll I'll start singing for that. I think it'll be delightful. Oh, oh my gosh. Also, that <laughs> reminds me. So it was decided in our last D and D game that um, if when we finally have uh, Kansas City meeting, I will be going to dr- one of the general sessions wearing a crop top that says "Juicy." Because, because we're bad that's what your halflings is wearing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Ruth, didn't you say that you were gonna like? Create, uh, like sew it for me. Yes, I um I have the magical ability to not only screen print, but I can also do uh what are they called? Like vinyl transfers for shirts. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna make you some beautiful themed, uh you know, juicy so, crop tops. So yeah, so listeners, uh the way that we've decided how to do this is that Ruth will create some designs and then y'all can vote on which one should be mm-hmm. and so you have to go on to our patreon so patreon.com slash cookie quarantine uh become at least a premium content uh subscriber uh and this way then you can vote we'll send you the link but also if you want to do more but if you want to just vote once and not become a patron uh then you can just do 20 dollars per vote but otherwise then it's Five, uh, if you are a Patreon, uh, patron on Patreon, it's five dollars per vote for one vote, or three votes for ten dollars. So, bargain, and all of your proceeds do go to Dog Pack, which is a good cause, a yes. good cause, a good pack. And, and since also- we also just made a big donation to Young Democrats of America, you know, we want to keep being able to help candidates and organizations we care about. So. You know, it's me making an ass of myself, which is normal, but for a good cause. So, but for a it's, good cause, it's for All the sake of democracy. Can be monetized. Yes, mm-hmm. it's me making an ass of myself for the sake of democracy. And really, what could we all? What more could we want? Nothing, mm-hmm. except for you at a crop top. Mm-hmm. That says juicy. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically. That's what I got. And a cat. Hello, cat. Mm-hmm. It was, I was going to grab it, but it walked away. Show you my cat. But mm-hmm. unlike dogs, cats don't like to be shown off as much. Also, another weirdo, which I've come to learn, is our friend Joshua Harris Till, who seemed to want to take a a poster uh, I had of placental meconium 
and as a piece of art. Did he really? Oh, yeah. I mailed it to him on Monday. I did like a few other people. Like I know I, he just got a new house, but like that's got to be some desperate for some wall art for that. It looks like a piece of like abstract art to the untrained eye, but it's really placental meconium, which I had posters of because my mom had it as a case from years ago. There was like blown ups of slides that were meant to be shown to the jury. And so he said, yeah, uh, I said, if you want this, take, take it off my hands. And he gave me his new address. So, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. I was just going to give him my taco painting. Mm-hmm. And one I of like his, friend, one of his friends, who is an expectant mother, and apparently a, like, got her degree in uh, microbiology, she's putting it up in her uh, baby's nursery. That is those just I can't wrap my head around people desiring that as I their mean, art for their home. I mean it's a it's a look. Yes, it is. A very specific a... And granted, if like I've seen Seamus has shown me the picture, if I didn't know what it was, I would just think it was some random acrylic thing, but still. Mm-hmm. And then also... Once you know. Once you know. Yeah, once you know. Then also Capri Holden and uh, Matt Kilburn actually also asked for these things. So I ended up spending a significant amount of money mailing these things off on Monday. I'm learning so much about some of my friends today. Yeah. And listeners, if you don't know what meconium is, that's baby poop. I was going to say Google's a thing, but... Uh, no, you're just going to... Okay, thank you. Yeah. No, he wants the world to know. Like He, he deliberately talked about this. So. To be fair, the world should know that a lot of people now have posters of baby poop in their house as fine art. You know, people get really weird about... Oh, I got it. Ben, uh, like, I'm not sure if you just broke up or you just went silent. I'm here. Okay. I, I was just expressing my general dismay at how weirdly specific people get about accepting just that anything associated with babies is cute and they want it. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I believe it was George Brock. There, it was George Brock who once said, art is made to deser- uh, disturb. There we go. That's uh, that's just such a cop out for someone who's like, my, I like to make creepy art. Cool, awesome. Art doesn't have to disturb. Case in point, my happy tacos. I should show you my happy tacos, but this is I I don't know. Is it a, is it a happy taco that poops ice cream? No. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can reach it without going out of frame. Oh, that's right. You're not a South Park fan, so you wouldn't uh, get the reference. This is literally a conversation we had last night. Mm -hmm. Okay. I need to do a print screen because that is actually a very happy taco. Uh, This is actually the burrito. I could only reach the burrito, but still. 
It's just it's it's living life. It's there. I thought it was like a taco that was reading. like standing on its side. So happy. Um, but when I was painting this, um, I showed it in the between stage, and someone thought that I was showing a taco that was pooping, and I just didn't understand why they thought I was painting a shit taco. A shitico is what they say. A shitico. Fancier places, yeah. Can't quite reach, you know, I'm not going to go out of frame just to get the painting, because it's... I mean, it's your call. Like, we we video chat because it's more fun to record this way, but this is technically an audio medium. Technically audio, but yeah, no, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. But no, art doesn't have to disturb. You don't have to have disturbing art. I hate that quote. I also live by that quote, but I hate that quote. Just FYI. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, well, I have another quote that also helps. When power corrupts, poetry cleanses. I have another quote that's irrelevant. With great power comes great responsibility. Thwip. Yep, but I like that one. I live by that one. I've never heard the poetry one. That was by JFK. Never heard the poetry one. Nope, never heard the poetry one. I only learned about... I only learned that one in George Bachman. They're just not insightful. I only learned the poetry one and the JFK one from... Uh, rent, and it's actually in the 1994 version that, like, uh, it was a that was a workshop. So, because I'm a huge rent head, and so I was able to get my hands on recordings of that. Spider Man. I know where I know where Ben's quote came from. Spider Man. I already gave you my quote. As mm-hmm. convoluted logic trampoline, so that's Ruth. Mm-hmm. Seven, you know, 2020, 20, whatever. Okay. Whatever year matter. it is. Time is a flat circle, so it does not matter. Time has no meaning. Mm-hmm. That's actually so very accurate. Like, quarantine's been going on for four months. Just let that sink in. It could be four months, it could be three weeks, it could be 15 years at this point. Mm -hmm. There are arguments for all. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm I'm really not going to fight against any of them. And 2020 is still not over. Like, right when you think that... I don't even believe... Go ahead. No, you first. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't even really believe that we're halfway through, air quotes, uh, 2020. I mean, I don't even think we're really in July. I know we're technically in July, but I, 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 don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's real. We're still sort of in the open to 2020, and I know this because at no point has Barbara Walters come out and said that it's 2020, and that means that we're still at the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is the preview well, for what we're going to get in the rest of the episode. Oh no! I know. Well, that's... Well, like we <laughs> oh, have no. Kanye running running for president, and like actually making the ballot in Oklahoma. It is Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma yeah. is the new Florida. No, 
I don't think they're the new Florida because they've they had the Tiger King. Um so Oklahoma's the Midwest or like Heartland, Florida. Yeah, basically. They're the they're Center America's Florida. I don't know how that works, but that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, the next they they do they do need headlines that just say Oklahoma man. You know, you got Florida man, you just mm-hmm. get Oklahoma man. That would then they would be the new Florida, but till then they're just what the heck is going on, Oklahoma? Like, I didn't you could realize just... how just. And granted, like, I'm going to repeat something just for the sake of, you know, you're the one on now that we've discussed on this podcast enough at this point. I didn't realize just how known and crazy Oklahoma was and how apparently mundane the whole Joe Exotic culture is until that came out and all of my friends who either live in or used to live in Oklahoma started talking about it. Because, my God, they all knew. And they're all like, oh, yeah, this is... They're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they've been living like with this for years, and they told no one. Like, and I've talked to people. Like, is this like, is this really obscure? Like, no, no. We all know this town. Like, you know, people. We had just sent the Webster on the show once. You know, just talking about oh, growing up not far from the town where he had his zoo, and everyone knew about it. I mean, my aunt lives in Oklahoma. I visited Oklahoma, and I knew nothing. I knew nothing about this. And then suddenly... One of my best friends was like, hey, I have this fond memory of going to a shopping mall in some town in central Kansas when I was younger, and there being a display somebody had set up where you could just go and cuddle all these baby tigers. And she is quite certain it was him. Just because of that. Mm Mm-hmm. That tracks. Oh, well, I'd definitely go cuddle some baby tigers. Those things are adorable. And I have I have at least one person who's Facebook friends with him. Mm-hmm. Same. And Ruth, the look you're giving right now. It is like, it's just it's a thing. It's like All is chaos. Apparently, Joe Exotic is also like shopping to uh, shopping around to try to get create a podcast. I mean, he's trapping around to try to get a pardon first, but yeah. Well, you can do a podcast <laughs> from prison, right? I mean, I, I feel you. like your capabilities are going to be limited. Well, as long as he has like some sort of recording device and like a way to ship it off, he's good. He can have like a tape recorder. Those are still a thing. Think... I feel like podcasts, no, sometimes... You just, that's not the content you need. It's not the content the world needs. It's not what we need on the, the 2020 bingo card of life right now. That's. No, not... the 2020 bingo card, no one is going to have, is, is going to ever get that bingo. Literally everyone is going to get a blackout on the 2020 bingo card because we have just reached this sort of singularity where everything is and is not happening. That is so... The fact, when I got that I was like, find myself agreeing with Pat Robertson 
that's when I realized 2020 is just it is the weirdest year ever. Yeah. No, okay, that tracks. It's all chaos. I mean, yeah. And but honestly, I will I will say no, Ben. I respectfully disagree. No one is ever going to get blackout. No one's ever going to get more than like two items on their bingo card, because unless there's only one other way that you can get it, and of course I have to make a South Park reference, is if they have the writers of Family Guy creating their bingo cards. Fair. Fair enough. Which is basically you have a bunch of manatees that take balls of basically a noun, an action, and then like one other thing and make them together. Like, this is the year of the murder hornet, so I think that's happening. Yeah. Why manatees? Why not? I mean, have you seen a manatee? Yeah. Yeah, they're cute. But they just kind of like float. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why man? Right. Why not? Okay. There are so much cartoon wars. Better for you to not think about. That is so very scarily accurate. You're right. Mm-hmm. But I want to know the. F- I want to know how the manatees would choose those things. So I was, I'm just more curious. I would like you to explain how the manatees. You're scrutinizing a bit from an old episode of South Park, so ah, okay. remember that. You're right. Yeah. That's because I'm one of those people who don't watch that. We've already discussed that, so that's right. Not on this, just last night. And, and earlier, again. also. Oh yeah. Because I made I a reference. To, I made a reference to a taco that poops ice cream. As so, a frame yeah. of reference. I, I, most, most pop culture, uh, actually goes like this to me, just right That's above right. the head. Cause I was homeschooled. Yeah. So growing up, I didn't get any of this stuff. I don't, I don't know what TV was for a long time. This is a lie. And if my mother ever listens to this, she will yell at me, but she never will listen. So it's okay. But I literally had no TV in my house until I was. Ben, are you thinking what yeah. I'm thinking? That we need to get Ruth's mom on the show? Or at very minimum, like, send her a copy of this episode. I think we could. Mm-hmm. You'll yeah. never find her. Maybe like a t-shirt with our faces We've on it. We've had episodes that have basically gone into how much of a quote-unquote stalker I am. Which... Yeah. It's remarkable. Well, it would be very terrifying. easy to find my mother. <laughs> Even if it wasn't, Seamus would find a way. Mm-hmm. Please don't test this. I'm actually a little scared of him. This but is how then we get our guests. Does, do you stalk them? Do I what? I just thought you asked people, uh, did you, do you stalk your guests or do you just ask them politely and or uh, use it as a payback for people who forget their passwords no i don't stalk our guests um i'm just very good at like knowing which government databases to use so for instance earlier this week uh the some the new york young republican club was like complaining about the brooklyn young republicans uh about for them being too moderate 
and because they also say, while we also black uh, back the blue, we also believe in Black Lives Matter. Like, they're not either or, they're both. And they're like, young Republicans are basically saying, or New York young Republicans are saying, the Brooklyn young Republicans have to be dechartered and all that. I go into a Twitter thread about how that was tried about almost a decade ago and ended up failing because of leadership changes within the Brooklyn Republican Party. And it ends up, well, then the president of the New York Young Republicans says, I'm being completely nonsensical. Back and forth happens, and I go for the drug dealer. And I'm like, well, he's like, he says, oh, you're a good parody again. I'm like, and you have a shoddy voting record, so I guess we're even? It's like, no, I don't. I'm like, actually, you didn't vote in 2017, in a year where where you live, two Democrats won executive level positions. So, so yes, you have the powers and the skills, and you use them for evil and good. Mm -hmm. Chaotic, chaotic good. Mm -hmm. So all I've, so it's a little bit, basically my character in D&D is just doing, instead of the good part, I do the evil thing. So. But still chaotically. Yes. And that is why I always play a chaotic character when I play. Mm-hmm. Because... No joke, listeners, when we first started and I said how my alignment was chaotic evil, Ruth was like, are you sure about that? I'm like, oh, yeah. And he has helped to it. <laughs> now, technically, you know, we've been, uh, when we're not starting riots mostly trying to do helpful things. Um, but I will tell you, there has been a lot of somebody or another just picking up Seamus's character because he plays a halfling and, you know, slinging them over their shoulder or something of that nature. Just to get him to come along for the yeah. adventure. Uh-huh. So it's unwilling, but he does go along. Minor details. Minor mm-hmm. details. Not important. It's not important how the halfling was flung across the room. It's just important that he stabbed you. Yeah. I do. I, I do wish someone would come play a barbarian, just so that I could finally utilize the um, the mechanics of throwing a party member at an enemy. So you know, if you do have someone who wants to play, and um, they want to play a barbarian. I highly encourage that for my amusement levels. Mm-hmm. No one else's. Yeah. Well, as I said, bef- yeah. said before we started recording, uh, I have someone that may actually be interested in joining our quest. So, <laughs> Our quest for what? Who knows? It's a quest. That's, that's really, it's, it's, that's its own end. Oh, the journey, it- really. Yeah. It's not the end, it's the journey. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the loot. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Michael. Sorry, hold on. The real so, loot was the friends you made along the way. So true. Turns out my office is also a pass-through for the backyard, and some people forget that... Uh, 
the studio light was on. And the studio light just turned off. No comment. Mm. The irony, it is palpable. Luckily, it's all audio, not visual, right? Mm. No, there's no visual. <laughs> oh, no, this is also recorded as video. So we I can know. use this as black blackmail. You haven't done that yet. Yet. I mean, at some then point... I, I, no, go ahead, go ahead. I said at some point we're going to like use Seamus' magical stalking powers to start kidnapping celebrities, uh, injecting them with truth serum, and then just get recordings of them for the podcast, admitting all of the horrible things they've done. Uh, it's going to be a fundraising tactic. But I mean, what else would you do? I, I don't know. Yeah. So these are all reasonable reasonable things to imagine to do. I think they are. So who are we going to kidnap? Which celebrities? Hmm. I mean, do we want to get ones that we like? Do we I guess want like to... ones that like usually seem neutral, but like, you know... Maybe did something like Vigo Morganson. Oh, I'm sure Taylor he's Swift. Do Taylor Swift first. I mean, she's an obvious choice, but I feel like you should just do Taylor Swift first. But see that? Well, actually, you know what? Because she will write an album about us if we do. Right, which will which in turn probably for... get people to fundraise. Mm, however, does it have, be this, this feels sort of wrong to do her because she's already had like to put in like a restraining order against a stalker so yeah well that's never mind yeah so that's like salt in the wound just politely ask her to come on and you know of course you'd totally come on because syndicated right is that is that the word i know radio i know nothing so you're john snow right i am john snow but i do know how to tune a thumb piano got skills they are not applicable in real life situations I mean, but that's I something skills. you can you can always add that to your resume like it's just like one of those weird things like i've added some interesting stuff to my resume you know like last week i got certified as a contact tracer i actually have the majority of my D skills on my resume um works well with others Group-oriented. Uh, I feel like there's some other ones. Um, tolerant? Tolerance is a good skill to have when working in group settings, so retail experience. <laughs> 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 I, uh, as a GM, I get a few more experience points because I also you know, have to run all the NPCs. So you know, I've, I've worked in the restaurant industry. Competitions, yeah. Because uh, my resume without that is like still actually relatively impressive. Yeah, I have a very impressive resume. I do not. This is all a lie. It's okay. But, it's us. You you can lie to us. We're not going to be but, mad. You know. Also, we have no real way of knowing if you're lying or not. It's true. I like, mean. 
I could True. like do the stalking and stuff, but it would also probably require me to travel to Colorado. I think if I do oh, that, right right now, I would have to... What? Well, because I, I haven't always lived in Colorado. So technically, you could find out a lot of stuff from other places I've lived. But still, like most of the places where you've probably lived, I would have to. When I return, I'd probably have to quarantine for two weeks, and I don't want to do that. Probably. Yeah. Well, Florida, Kansas, Texas. It's thirty-one out of fifty states right now. Yeah. So no. Yeah. It, it's. Like I think the only member of our board right now that I can visit without having to quarantine would be Leah. And listeners, Ruth just went silent because I think she's uh, screaming at an imaginary friend. I and I just got distracted because uh, you know how I was telling you guys that my dog was going to war with a fly yesterday. Yeah. Apparently, either the fly he didn't get the first one, or a friend came back to avenge it because I'm just hearing it, him making noises in another room and barking. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, well, he hasn't taken out all the flies yet, so obviously, Buddy has not yet become the Lord of the Flies. Well, no, you become Lord of the Flies when you gather all nine flies together uh, Mm -hmm. and use them to dominate Middle-Earth. It's actually very true. No, I went silent because my child Hmm. had very important questions to ask me. Basically, where's the thumb piano? And it was right in front of her face, so. Excuse me while I go Very... make sure I didn't just break something. I'll be back. So, listeners, last night when I made the reference to Lord of the Flies, of, I basically broke Ruth. It, it's just puns. They're just so terrible. And... And I love puns so much, but they break me almost every time. It's just... So, everyone, we have found Ruth's kryptonite. It is. I love puns, but if they're really, really, really bad puns, I just... The best puns are bad puns, so... Oh. That's how they are. It is, but... And then I lose the ability to speak, and then my hands start doing the thing, and yeah. Jazz. I'm just saying, like, I feel like it was on full display, my ability to make bad pun after bad pun yesterday. (laughs) I will do so with enthusiasm. (laughs) Okay, so if you're ever in in a boss battle with Ruth, the way you have to do it is you have to make a really bad pun and that will temporarily stun her and that's when you can actually go in for your uh, knife uh, real, knife wheels. It's, it's surprisingly accurate. And, yeah. Um, it's just, you guys had such terrible puns last night. And I that's find great funny. joy in them. So yeah, so listeners, I was going into about a boss I once had who was really into puns. And they need one for speaking to like some sort of like, accountants, accountants association. <laughs> That's so 
keep yeah. going. So, like I said, uh, so I told the speechwriter, okay, so some of them that I did was the key success is to divide and conquer. Uh, uh, now, go forth and multiply. Uh, or uh, I know you all will excel. This kind of humor is the lowest common denominator. Yeah, it's uh, horrible. It's horrible humor. It's the worst humor on the face of the earth. And this is why we need young people to be speechwriters and to give content because they're it's horrible. It's but see, horrible. I'm a young person, and these are the jokes that I will make. Same. And it's horrible. I disagree. It's it's the worst. But honestly, if you don't have puns in a speech, I don't want to listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the point otherwise? If if you don't use puns constantly when you are talking and are trying to persuade me to one buy things, one vote for you, uh, anything. Mm What good are you? I don't know. I don't care about you. Either Dad you have jokes to have, work. If, unless you're Donald Trump, which everything is like, I'm the greatest, you know, whatever. You have to have at least a, either a pun or a good pop culture reference. How do we feel about dad jokes, though? Puns and dad I jokes. I think they're very similar art forms. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, a pun, a dad joke whatever else mm-hmm. said. Uh, I wasn't listening. Most people don't listen to me. <laughs> Actually, something that did break me yesterday, uh, the other day, uh, or just, like, did, broke my heart. Oh, no. So, uh, because, of course, coronavirus, you know, kids are being stupid, 20-somethings, and they are going out and partying and stuff. Mm. And that's how we're getting the virus to continue to spread. As opposed to just like doing the smart thing into social distancing, wearing masks, all that good stuff. Uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo said at a press conference, "Now is not your time time to fight for your right to party." I saw that. Yes, and people did not get the reference. Oh, that's upsetting. Yes. Now that's upsetting. That that is upsetting. That's like when I also learned that like. What's like? I think it, I remember reading once at like Nickelback, which side note I'm a fan of, but it's very different. That's for another episode. <laughs> uh, they've actually sold more albums than the Beatles. And that, my friends, is why we have the fucking coronavirus. Hmm. <laughs> is it? Is it punish? Is it divine retribution for yes. for the fact that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, John Lennon once said the Be- the Beatles were bigger than Jesus. He said that for a reason. Mm-hmm. They have that kind of power. Well, but I mean, the greatest and best musical group out there, though, would still be the Wiggles. You should you should Wikipedia the Wiggles and how many platinum albums and gold double double platinum albums they have and gold albums and their how many they've sold that's right the wiggles the wiggles are in a hall of fame 
So, hmm. sure, Nickelback may be bigger than the Beatles, but the Wiggles, the Wiggles. We'll thank them for holding the line against Nickelback. Mm-hmm. No. I learned that fact last night, and I checked it, and I was like, that's not cool. But they got fruit salad, so it's a good song. It's a good jam. The Wiggles are, are fine. Can we get rid of Kids Bop? Like, find every album on earth by Kids Bop and just do a massive bonfire? Are they still making those? I think so. Like, when I heard them do a cover of Hold On by Good Charlotte, I was like, no. Just no. It's a song about suicide. Three-year-olds should not be listening to this. I I just assumed that Kids Bop was somehow, like, absorbed and consumed by Glee, so... No, Glee is okay. Honestly... Why is there are there any interesting conspiracy theories about Kids Bop? Because like, why is that a thing? Why do we I, all have the experience of listening to Kids Pop? Kids Kid Pop. I'm, I've only heard what it does on the commercials for it. I don't know of anyone who's actually like purchased a Kids Bop album yet. Clearly, they have because they continue doing that. Okay, Ruth is pointing to herself. Uh, um, I blame being homeschooled because it's the music my mother purchased for us. Oh. It's like, hey, I we could let you listen to popular music, but we or, can also let it... Okay, I'm right now on a Mental Floss article about Kids Bop. <laughs> the Kids Bop kids have had more top ten hits than Madonna. But did the Kids Bop people ever sing Like a Prayer? I don't think so. Well, there we Kevin. go. Z- yeah. oh, okay, this really hurts me. Zendaya was actually one of the singers. Really? Oh, well, I mean, you gotta you gotta get your start somewhere, and it's either like what? Kidding. But like they're like kids pop. Okay, I can understand Disney like Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato starting on Barney, but kids pop? No, no, no. Like I said, you gotta get your your start somewhere. So you've got Nickelodeon, Disney, Barney. Yeah, the Mickey Kids Mouse Pop. Club back in the day. Mickey Mouse oh. Club. Can we help it that our mass media helps us create? No, that's kind of weird. Kids Pop, really? I'm not going to do any research on that. I'm going to take that on face okay. value. Yeah. I think the less time you spend thinking about kids, Bob, just the, the better for you, for your own mental health. So okay. apparently there is also like a Mandela effect uh, about uh, semi-charmed life, about if it has a kids, Bob album or not, or a kids, Bob cover or not. There's just, I could see people assuming that because it's such an easy song to do, but I don't know how you could change the lyrics to that to make it appropriate. Because for listeners who never figured out that, you know, this 20-something-year-old song that is more than just a guy going dude, dude, dude all the time, the whole rest of the song is about doing math. Uh, and that song was really popular. Mm-hmm. It's like when you figured out that Pumped Up Kicks was about a guy fantasizing about shooting up his school. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that kind of shock. That song's still, like, 
It'll come on the radio like, oh, I like, oh no, it's the song again. And apparently, Who Let the Dogs Out is about like ripping on perverts, which is funny. There's a lot of songs from our youth that, like, not, what do you think about? Uh, like, yeah, I mentioned Hold On. That's about suicide. Uh, where's some other ones? Uh, they definitely can't do Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. Also, a good Charlotte one. That's, you know what, that song is terrible anyway, so... It was their first number one hit, okay? It was, it's a funny song. I, 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 just, I just don't like Good Charlotte. They don't inspire, like, the seething rage in me that Nickelback does, mm-hmm. but yeah. I just, I just like the Nickelback song that the meme is just look at this graph. That's look at this photograph. Nickelback. See, yeah, this... every time I see it, it makes me laugh. Look at this graph. Photograph. And nope, look at this graph. I know it says photograph, but this is it. This is look at this graph. That's the only, only. Also, not only their best Nickelback. song. Their best song is Sunday. No, that's the only Nickelback song I know. One of them because it's Nickelback. I mean, that's also the opinion. And I'm not just being contrary. I could, at any point, just talk about my dislike for Nickelback. Maybe that should be our next episode. This mini episode, you and me are debating Nickelback. You can, you know, struggle to find, like, other people in our friend group that actually also approve of Nickelback. You know, who knows that people can always surprise us. And I'll, you know, find two. I know I'm in the minority here, but, you know. I'll find two or three other perfectly rational people and we'll just have a great little back and forth about it. I mean, I feel like you should be able to find some people who approve of Nickelback. I mean, you did find people who wanted uh, pictures of uh, baby poop, which is not completely accurate because... Yeah. I I know it's not completely accurate. It's actually like basically the first poop that a baby has, you know, after they're born. But, like, you know, I'm trying to make it for the listeners. But, yeah, listeners, if you really want to know about meconium, M-E-C-O-N-I-U-M, I believe it's how it's spelled. Just type it into Google. Google is a thing, and it's free. But, uh, really so, I mean, it's, you not really fr- it's not really free. You're the product. Yeah. It knows everything about you. Yeah. So, it's free. You can Google it. <laughs> And I'll say this again. I, for one, welcome our Google uh, robot overlords. I don't care if Ben thinks I'm sucking up. I No, that's, that's fine. You said just a few months ago that I'm a suck up for saying that. But So, obviously, you've gotten... <laughs> Quarantine's changed him. Yes. <laughs> How many highly specific ads have you gotten recently, Ben? change your opinion oh quite a few i'm sure i've given up on like being able to hide anything that i'm doing while you know talking on social media ever since and this is actually before quarantine i snapchatted just the cover of a book i was reading to a friend and Mm -hmm. then started getting targeted ads for that author 
who I'm not sure if I've ever read before that one book that frankly wasn't that good anyway. Yep. Oh, the creepiest was last night. So at the end of our the session before last of our mm-hmm. D&D, uh, Ruth as our DM announced that uh, we had all leveled up and none of us, had, I had not done the math yet on like where, where I am. So I go in, uh, I'm about to Google that, and I type in literally the letter D, and it shows up, Dungeons and Dragons leveling up. To be fair, I feel like that is something that people are going to Google a lot, just in general. One letter. Yeah. One letter, and they knew. Like, they probably, Google... I, I have it said that like it can't listen, but I'm pretty sure that Google's breaking that rule. And no matter how many studies they they do where, uh, no, no, they don't listen. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, yes. It doesn't matter. It, your Google searches, everything, the, the data. It, no. I, uh, my partner really mm-hmm. likes to grow mushrooms. Um, just of the, like the common variety, and thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, what we talked about. We talked about growing mushrooms, and for the for like the next couple, probably like six weeks, all I got were advertisements for uh, homegrown mushrooms, mushroom ornaments, mushroom pillows, mushroom uh, sheets. Just like they really thought I really wanted to gift like mushroom paraphernalia uh, to my partner, which I did not, but then I did because targeted ads work on me. Because uh, Maybe we should start quarantine. doing targeted ads for this podcast. Just me. I'd just be the one buying the stuff. It's I don't need that in my life, man. I don't, I don't think. Then again. No. Anyways. So we got some mushroom ornaments for my Christmas tree. That's a thing now. Yeah. It is also today's Christmas in July. No, oh. no it's Christmas. not. No, it's not. It's Halloween. Just, it's, it's the Halloween. 25th. It's Christmas it's, in July. It's, like, I literally got... Halloween. So every day at noon or just about just after, Coffee Meets Bagel will send an email like saying, Check out your new matches and everything. And today's one said, today is Christmas in July. No, that's, um, There's that's, no not, a, that's not a thing. December. We don't need it to happen in another month, too. Yeah, it's just Halloween. I don't, it's Maybe Halloween just being right like now. Curmudgeonly Jewish guy. Um, granted, I get great joy from waging the war on Christmas every year, uh, but still. But you get so, to eat Chinese food and go see, the, go to the movie theater later. I know, but the problem is that all the fucking Gentiles figured out that we do that, and now they come and they take up all the space. And so, you know, some of the nice little hole-in-the-wall Chinese places, like the service gets really bad because they get slammed. And uh, there aren't comfortable places to sit in the movie theater because the rest of y'all have been, like, getting in on that and stealing it from us. You monsters. I, um, I was... I was raised like evangelical, Protestant, Baptist, whatever. I don't know, one of those. And I have to say, Christmas is overrated. And I love Christmas. That's pretty much overrated. 
12 days of Christmas now. That is a hol- that is a pagan festival I can get behind. My thing is I really want every time I see I I I want to start like going on Etsy and selling something that's like a bumper sticker that says put Saturn back in Saturnalia. <laughs> yeah, but that's Yes. <laughs> Wait, oh. Ben. Ruth. We act- I think we have actually we need one more person. I think we have form of the board. We should sell that as merch and for the for the pack. I think I think we'd have to look at some designs. I think I, and I feel like awesome. that there's someone on our board that's a designer. <laughs> Who could that be? Dude, I can't design for shit. I went to I went to uh, our, our DM from our D and D game for my campaign. Oh, who would that be? Shoot, I think I know who that person is. But it's a good it's a good design. I'm very happy with that one. Okay, and all listeners, because this is also timestamps and everything, you know, we do have evidence that this is our idea. And this so this is our copyright and all that. So, <laughs> oh, this is happening. This is our merch. It's it's a good thing that I like. Actually, most of my work right now is coming from um, uh, young people I've met in um, YDA, and I really appreciate that because none of the campaigns I usually work on are uh, hiring right now. Um, so yeah, I got a lot of free time. I'm just just gonna just gonna do this. Practice. It's delightful. It's delicious. It's still lovely. It's still lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Ben and I are also very good at making like very subtle references to uh, to music. Yeah. Last night he uh, did. These boots are made for walking. No, no, that was me. No, you said that, and then he continued, and that's just what they'll do. And then I continued, one of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. And then Hannah just looked at all of us like we were idiots. Because we kind of are, but it's a good thing she plays with us. (laughs) We're not idiots, we're just weirdos. There's a difference. I guess that is a statement that can be made. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it factual? Not sure. But it's definitely a statement you can make. Listeners, if you want to tell us which way to go, you know, uh, to if you become a friend of the pod or uh, higher on the on our Patreon, we'll create a poll that you can vote on, and from that we will decide if weirdo is synonymous with idiot. Or you can just say that we're all idiots. I mean, it's it's up to you. Really, you can say a- it, but it's not like in an actual poll to really happen. It's like if a tree falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it. I'm just saying, if people are going to be patrons of us, I mean, we'll let them do what they want. We don't have shame. <laughs> this is factual. 
It's okay, people. Don't, don't need to respect ourselves. No. No, it's and, quarantine. There should be yeah. zero respect. I mean, shoot. And the fact also that I'm willing to wear a crop top to general session. Yeah. Honestly, I think you were just looking for an excuse to do that. No, you really you and Hannah that. just decided that that was going to that I was going to do that. I was like, and I didn't say no. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. Yeah. Basically, my I said I, my first thought was, how do we monetize this? And I to be fair, that is a very it's a, it's a very business minded mindset. Very, I appreciate that mindset. You know. Considering that, like, I my next class is all about budgeting and fundraising for political campaigns. This could be useful. Yes, it could be. And I'm true. also the same person who got uh, our friend Justin Holson back to eat pineapple pizza as a way to ma- raise money for his campaign for Fulton County Commissioner. I'm I'm good at this stuff. Um. No wait. I need a I need a little bit of um some information. Why was eating pineapple pizza a way to raise money? I mean, I understand so the controversy. It's disgusting, it's disgusting, and he's very open about it. Yeah. And so I okay. suggested I suggested to him that he like raise that he record himself eating pineapple pizza as a way to make money, or and people stepped up to the plate. That is interesting. I mean, I personally am not a fan of pineapple as a whole. Let alone on pizza. So that that's good. Get your money. Get your money, fools. There's I mean, one candidates. Other fundraising idea I had also. What was it? I'm trying to remember. Let me see if I can find the thread. Um, um. Fundraising. It's not um, very fun. Or also, it was. Uh, I had one other thing, which was also that people could uh, vote on what his Zoom background of the week would be, because he does like some very fun ones. Like at one point, like he uh, dressed. He basically turned himself into the Invisible Man <laughs> by using green screens. Um, he one time was also <laughs> uh, at Hogwarts. I mean that is that is a good use of the green screen feature. Mm-hmm. Every weekend I have a staff meeting and I try to like one up myself with my backgrounds. This is what you're okay. So listeners won't see what I'm at what I, it is, but <laughs> Ben and Ruth are seeing it. I he he is currently uh, doing he's currently hanging out with Barney and friends, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I've seen you use that one before. Yeah, because I posted the image up on Facebook. Oh, there goes the power again. This is delightful. My house is having a electrical work on it, so I am actually using all my data, which is why I'm on my phone. In that case, is... maybe we should end the podcast. You know, it has save. been an hour, I suppose. The, yeah. the power went out again, and I expect some noise to start happening in a second. So this is probably a really good time to end. All right. So, 
This has been a production of Dog Pack Incorporated. Uh, all rights reserved. I don't know whatever legal stuff I'm supposed to say. You know, not all right, but any committee or uh, candidate or candidates committee. Our theme music is produced by Alexander Nakamrata. I've been Seamus Campbell. I have been, hold on. I rolled a 10, so I'm probably Ben Cohen. <laughs> that was not a perception. That was not a perception check. What's that? That was not a perception check. No, it wasn't. That's why I didn't roll a one. Yeah. And we have been uh, joined by Ruth Baranowski. Thanks everyone and stay safe. <laughs>